You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up, you guys? It's Kelly, and you are listening to one of my favorite episodes. It is called The Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times, and it is with spiritual guru Phil Goldberg. This was a conversation I had quite a some time ago, and I still feel like it's really relevant. This was back in 2020 when we were going through the pandemic, and I knew that I myself needed some guidance in how to stay calm with all of the insanity going on around us, and I know in my own life, it was just feeling so out of control. And Phil really gave me some practical day-to-day tools that I could use and integrate into my own life to just help me no matter what the circumstances were or what was going on in my life or our culture or our world in general, the pandemic, whatever it may be. And I really do feel like they're still applicable to today, especially maybe during the holidays, something we might all need. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Here's Phil. So I laughed when I was reading your bio, um, just about how you got into writing, how writing helps you get through school. It said throughout his chaotic academic life, the one consistent element was Philip's writing skill. He got good grades despite lazy study habits because he wrote so well that teachers thought he knew more than he did. (laughs) So uh, before we talk about the latest book, I want to give listeners a little background just of how you landed on this path of being a writer, and even more than that, just a spiritual writer. Well, I can't believe that exists somewhere. It's uh, on your bio. <laughs> it is? Okay. Yes, yeah. on your website. Uh, well, it's true. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a student in the 60s and um, much more interested in uh, changing the world and ending the Vietnam War and um, figuring out the meaning of life and how to live it than I was with my schoolwork. So I, I was, I, I didn't apply myself that well in school. And, it, and I always, I, I wondered what to do with my life. I was interested in this and then I'd get interested in that and I'd change my major and then I'd go to graduate school and then go to a different graduate school. And uh, I, I was just a curious, I was, I wanted to know things. And I get disillusioned and go on to something else. 
and it never occurred to me that <clears throat> the one thing I did consistently well, and I always got good feedback on, was my writing. It never occurred to me that there was a career choice in that. <laughs> <laughs> until years later. Uh, when I realized, you know, I keep thinking maybe I should write something. And I, in, in retrospect, I realized that when I got good grades, it was when I had to write a term paper or an essay. And I, I think to this day that my whatever natural ability I had to put words together in a readable way uh, influence the teachers, you know, right. because I sounded like I knew what I was, <laughs> I, and I probably, there were probably classmates who knew a lot more than I did and studied more than I did, but didn't write as well. And so, you know, that ultimately led me to say, maybe I should uh, see about writing professionally, and things came together that way. And the spiritual part of it, which is, um, has become a major part of what I write about, um, was, you know, the result of my own searching for uh, answers to the questions that were uh, confusing me and plaguing me when I was young and led me to um, um, practices like meditation and the study mm -hmm. of especially Eastern uh, spiritual traditions. And so they, in you know, recent years, came together more, and I so I write about these things more than most other subjects. Right, and you've written multiple books about different spiritual topics, but the the latest book is called Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times. I was telling you before we started that I've been reading it this past weekend, and. What was so interesting is obviously when I say to you right now, oh, yeah, like, of course, we need spiritual practices for crazy times. But you wrote this book before the pandemic hit, before it actually got super crazy. And, and, yeah. then, you, and then you commented in the book that um, you didn't change anything because, in fact, our world has consistently been crazier than maybe we give credit to. Yeah, um, I keep being the <laughs> now that the book is out, I keep being told what great timing I have right. as if I planned it this way. You know, it takes a long time to write a book and go through the editing process and the proofreading process and the printing process and everything else. Uh, so I completed the book sometime toward the end of last year and conceived of it when things were crazy enough in, you know, yeah. the spring of 2019. And um, just for my observations, uh, it seemed to be a book that was needed. And then when I, uh, sometime in February or March, we did the final proofreading, and I thought, and by then, you know, there were lockdowns, and I thought, should I change it? Should I change the book in any way? And I realized that everything in it applies. Um, and the only thing in retrospect that I would add, um, because of the pandemic, is that um, the same practices that I'm advocating and uh, giving guidelines for in the book for uh, contacting what I call the uh, sanctuary of peace within us and the fortress of strength within us, 
these practices are not only for self-preservation, but for effective action in the world. And now I would add, they'll also strengthen your immune system and, mm. uh, and, and give you, uh, you know, strengthen your body and your, your resistance, uh, not only to a potential virus, but to, um, um, the stress and anxiety that's so prevalent, uh, even more so now than when I wrote the book. Right. But it's also true that five years and ten years from now, the, the same practices, the same ideas will still apply, even if times are good, but because in anybody's life, things can get crazy at any moment. When you say that it would be helpful to the immune system, can you explain that a little more? Say again? When you, exp- when you say the thing about um, these practices being helpful to your immune system, could you yeah. explain oh. that a little more? Yes. Now, I don't want to pretend I'm a doctor right. or anything like that. But um, one of the things that is important for, for listeners to keep in mind is, that, you know, these, I call them spiritual practices, and they are. I drew from the world's spiritual traditions, especially the repertoire of practices that come from India, from the yoga tradition, because they can be applied by anybody. It doesn't, you don't have to call yourself a spiritual person, and certainly not a religious person. So these methods have been proven useful in a secular and scientific manner as well. And so many doctors and psychotherapists now recommend practices like yoga and deep breathing and meditation Mm -hmm. and even prayer for people who are inclined in that direction because uh, scientific studies have shown that they have a measurable physiological benefit. Uh, You know, this is is research that's been going on for nearly 50 years now uh, and has gotten more and more sophisticated. So that's why, you know, doctors say, oh, meditate, uh, learn mindfulness for uh, reducing stress. So the stress reduction part of it and the changes that occur biochemically, um, we can infer and scientists have, that they would strengthen the body's resistance to uh, disease and um, uh, mental uh, disturbances and all the rest. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that people talk enough about the effects of stress on the body and, and the amount that we just go, 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 go. It's been an interesting time in this pandemic because we've sort of been you know, forced to stop and sort of look at some of those things. Um, I do feel like as a society, we want a quick fix typically. So this book, it's full of tips and like different, different things to put into spiritual practice. But is there one thing that you would say, you know what, this is, this is what you do to find peace during a crazy time? The centerpiece to me of developing a spiritual repertoire, and if I had to say one thing, it's investigate these methods that I'm recommending and go beyond my book and investigate other things, you know, that are available online um, and develop an inventory of practices that you can draw on as needed, whether you have 30 seconds or an hour or a day. These 
for restorative purposes, for protection purposes, to find refuge in this time. There's a variety of methods we can employ. I also say that in that context, doing something consistently, having a spiritual practice routine, what in the East is called a sadhana, uh, to do every day, usually in the morning or twice a day if, if you can, as maintenance, as ongoing maintenance, as a routine, just as you brush your teeth, just as you shower, just as you change the oil in your car, to do something because doing some of these practices on a regular basis strengthens the body, clears up the mind, and brings out the inner peace that you already have within you if you get the trash and garbage out of the way. And and in that context, you know, if I have to say do one thing, it's learn a deep meditation practice and incorporate it into your life in the time you can allot to it. And think of it as an investment of time, an investment in your own well-being that will make you whatever keeps you busy in life, your work, your job, your parenting, your so your work in the community, whatever it is, you will do it better. You will have a little more peace, a little more clarity of mind, a little uh, calmness uh, if you also incorporate into your life these moments of going within. I call it a spiritual two-step. You go within, <laughs> you come out, mm. and do your work more effectively. They're not escapes. They're not ways of, you know, uh, turning off the world, except temporarily. You tune out, you tune into your own inner peace, and then you come out and you can engage the world more effectively that way. And I think, you know, all of us can benefit from that, but so can the world, you know, the more people that do that. Well, you mentioned this in the book, and honestly, this is how I felt about meditation. Um, Probably, I mean, yeah, I've only, I've been meditating now about two years, and I am finally, after two years, finding a practice that seems to be working for me consistently. Um, But I was one of those people who was just like, you know what, I just, I don't, I can't meditate. Like, I'm not good at it. It is not, it doesn't work for me. So what would you say to people who are listening right now thinking, oh, here we go again. Like, everyone's just saying meditate (laughs) to find peace, you know? What would you say to that? I'll say the same thing I've been saying for 50 years. Okay. (laughs) Because I've been hearing it that long. Um, There are meditation practices available out there in the vast marketplace of mind-body offerings that are difficult to do. There are also practices that are so easy to do, they are deceptively effective and powerful because they are easy. I go into this in in some detail in the early part of, of my book. Uh, But briefly, the practices that are traditional and natural and taught by a qualified person. I've been doing transcendental meditation since 1968. I was trained as a teacher of it. That's an example of an effortless, easy way to practice. And if you 
examine the rationale for having a natural and easy process as opposed to a difficult one that requires a lot of mind control, you realize that you'll have more rest and relaxation and calm with a practice that involves no control, no strenuous focusing and concentration. There's a place for the others, but they're best done, I think, under careful supervision. So I would tell your listeners to look for a, a, a qualified teacher or teaching that emphasizes ease and naturalness as opposed to rigorous concentration. The problem arises when people think they don't need instruction, mm. that, oh, all you have to do is quiet your mind. Well, you can't. <laughs> you, can't just, you can't just do that without a method. And that's why instruction. So people sit down and they say, okay, I'll try quieting my mind. They find out that it's difficult, and they say, well, I'm not cut out for this. Right. But in my experience, if you get proper instruction, and I have proper instruction in the book, only it's in written form, so I've, just as a, for your listeners to know, I've uh, created an audio version of some of the practices, and um, I made that available free for anybody who buys the book and they can go on my website and do that. Um, but that's the main point. Anybody can meditate, but you need proper instructions, just like anybody can drive a car, but right. you need proper instruction. Yeah, that was an interesting point you made in the book because you said we just expect ourselves to know how to do this, but it's like anything else in this world where you, that's why you suggest having a guide or a teacher because just like everything else, we have to learn how to do it. And there are different methods and different things work for different people, right? Exactly. And and you you uh, made a good point. Everybody wants an instant fix. And, right. And uh, unfortunately, the media, especially magazines and, you know, newspaper columnists and all that, um, they exacerbate the problem by saying, here's how you meditate. And they give you like, two points and think you should go do it. And, it, you know, it's a more nuanced uh, f uh, practice, and so it, it requires a little bit more instruction. What does... You don't, you don't tell somebody, you go, you turn the key this way, you step on the gas, and you drive. Right. No, you, you need Walk to, you know, do... <laughs> what is transcendental meditation, what, what does that entail? Well, that's, you know, by now a very familiar practice um, that involves uh, the use of uh, mantra in, uh, in meditation and mantra okay. being a, a traditional sound uh, that uh, has certain effects inside. And it's characterized by ease of practice mm -hmm. and naturalness. And um, it's one of the forms I advocate because um, if you get proper instruction, you can just then do it on your own for the rest of your life right. and get the, uh, get the benefits, which have been quite well researched. That's actually, I didn't realize that's what I'm doing, but I um, met with a yoga energy meditation teacher and she did that for me. And we have a mantra now and it's been interesting because um, 
sort of like you said, I mean, you can't really completely quiet your mind, but it is interesting once you become aware of that process, what uh, happens. And for me, I don't think I realized the amount of stress that I carry around all the time or just like, you know, once I started doing this practice, my fuse is a little bit longer, maybe would be a good way to describe it. Um, But you don't realize it until it's gone. Like I didn't even realize how quick to jump to anger or any sort of anxiety or fear that I was until this practice actually started working in my life. Very good. So you've had that experience. And what people don't, here's how I would say it. Um, you, in, in a good form of meditation, you don't quiet your mind. The mind becomes quieter by itself. Any, if you do, you're not making an effort hmm. to make the mind quiet. Well, get, 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 get these thoughts out of here. Get it, go away, go away. No, that, that only agitates you. But a good form of meditation will just allow the mind to become quieter and, yeah. and also relax the body at the same time. Right. That's what I've noticed for sure. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Uh, One of the beginning chapters of the book, you talk about equanimity and 
I find yeah. I find this to be, you know, a, it would be a goal of mine, and I think that the super evolved, peaceful people that I know think about life in this capacity. But basically, it, the way you describe it would be that you take e- the good and the bad all all equally like you just look at both all situations and you say okay like that is what it is and you go about your day so can we talk a little bit about that why first of all how do you get there (laughs) (laughs) excuse me um many many years ago when i first started investigating these uh, spiritual traditions i came across a passage in the bhagavad-gita where it talked about yogis having equanimity in gain and loss victory and defeat pleasure and pain and i said that's what i want yeah the world is always going to give you pain and difficulties and challenges and you're going to get upset how can you maintain equanimity? And it it disappointed me that, uh, you know, I didn't instantly have that when right. stuff <laughs> happened in the world, you know. But I realized over time, by doing these practices on a regular basis, I had more of it. I was more likely to uh, go through a difficult uh, experience and maintain some inner quiet and inner peace or if i lost it entirely it would come back a little bit more quickly mm-hmm. my equanimity would come back a little more quickly than it did before and that's a, it's an ongoing process um, it's a gradual process an ongoing one and in the moment you can do something about it by remembering that you do have a sanctuary of peace within yourself that you have been cultivating, if you've been doing spiritual practices over time, you, you've been cultivating access to that inner peace, and you lose it at times when stuff happens. But you remember, if you remember, or when you remember, oh, I, I, can, I can come back to that. And mm-hmm. then there are methods, methods to do in the moment when there's a whole chapter on it that I, that I call um, when the blitz at the fan, immediate interventions to do, or you could just say, you know what, I'm I'm really upset. I know I have this peace within me. I I got to retain my regain my balance. <clears throat> I have to reground myself. I have to get my my uh, soul back in shape. And so you take a break. And you say, you know, let me do some breathing exercises. Let me go walk in the park, see see nature. That'll restore me. Let me listen to music, mm. even three minutes, whatever it is. That's why I advocate having an inventory at your disposal so when stuff happens, you can choose the suitable one or the one that fits your circumstances at that moment. Right. But the regular spiritual practice, like the one you've embarked on, will just increase your odds of maintaining equanimity when stuff happens. Mm. I mean, look, I've been doing these things for 50 years now, not to give away my age, but, (laughs) um, you know, like many people in my, you know, 1960s generation, I, I took these practices up and I put them into my life. But even today, you know, I'll go watch the news and, you know, I'll, I'll just want to scream. But I'll regain that equanimity 
and and I know also that uh, by continuing with these practices, um, I, I just increase my odds of staying sane, staying healthy, staying peaceful, despite what's going on. Not that I ignore it, not that I uh, don't uh, pay attention, but that I can do that from a calm place. Mm -hmm. And I can do, and by being more calm, by being, uh, having more presence of mind, I can take proper action instead of, you know, you know how if you get upset and angry, you make bad choices. Yes, and, I do know. <laughs> and, and yeah, we all do. Right. And, but if you if you just delay that reaction long enough to restore some balance and some inner peace, and then take the action, you won't exacerbate things. You'll yeah. say the right thing. You won't do something you later regret. Um, so that it, it, it's not only healthy to maintain equanimity, um, it's more effective. Right. You know, you, you see even parents who, you know, love their children, but the kid dry, upsets them and they lash out and then they regret it. Well, you know, if you have a habit of being able to respond to crises and still maintain some calm, or restore it fairly quickly, then you're less likely to do that. I mean, I always think of athletes in that way. You know, there are always athletes. We call them clutch performers. You know, when things are really tense, when things are in a crisis, those are the people you give the ball to. Yes. And we want it would be good to be the person, you know, who can do the right thing at the, at the right moment. I like that you pointed out that life is just always going to throw us different things because I think when I started what I would call my spiritual journey, I just, I was like, okay, I'm facing life with this um, new mentality, this new mindset. And somewhere inside of me, I wasn't really fully aware of this until it came up later, but I just thought life was going to get easy. And so, yes. you know, so whenever, oh, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, whenever hardships happened, I, I felt myself, I was so resentful almost and just angry and frustrated. Yes. And I, what I'm realizing as I get older is that these tools, these practices, these things we put into place in our lives on a daily are just that they're for the days that are so hard. They're the ways we get back to our mental calm. Um, it's not necessarily like that life is just going to get so easy because you learn these new tools. Did you experience right, exactly that as well? Exactly right. Yes, you are exactly right. <laughs> I, I mentioned in the book that, that passage about yeah. having equanimity and loss. And in my brain somewhere, I read that as there won't be loss. There won't be defeat. There exactly. won't be pain. No, sorry. The world is what it is. And um, people are going to get sick, and loved ones are going to die, and relationships are going to break up, and mm. you know you'll you'll have success, and then you'll have failure, and you know that's just the way it is. You may increase your uh, chances of things going well. I think people on the spiritual path notice that, but it doesn't mean bad stuff's not going to happen. Right. Of course, it is. And that's just, it's just a, a spiritually mature place 
to recognize that that's the case. But then how do we react to it? Right. What do we then, how do we respond? What uh, resources, inner resources, do we bring to the situation? Right, exactly. And that kind of brings me to this, the next point that I found so fascinating, um, and just in the power of our minds, and even the power of perception. Um, like I said, that wasn't something that I was even aware that I thought and until something bad happened. And then I was like, wait, what? How is this, you know, happening in my life? But what I now am aware of is like every day, the messages that happen in my mind too. And um, how I kind of want you to just talk about that because you have a whole chapter in this book about how powerful the messages in our minds are, like how we could look at the same situation on a different day and our reaction could be completely different because of how we're perceiving it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, and there's two things to be said about that. One is, um, Let's take that example I just give of a parent. The, the kid has a temper tantrum or whatever, and, and the, the parent just gets angry and, you know, resentful and whatever. On a different day, if the parent were in a better mood or, you know, had slept well the night before or, you know, did spiritual practices or whatever, the same temper tantrum would have may have brought out a love and compassion instead of anger. Mm. Same kid, same activity, same situation, but the response is different because the parent's condition of mind and body was different at that moment that it was a different day. So that's part of it, cultivating the benefits of spiritual practices that we've talked about makes it more likely that you'll respond in an appropriate way than in a destructive way. You'll see it different. You'll perceive it differently. Instead of somebody being uh, uh, somebody you you blame or you uh, feel angry toward, you may have more uh, compassion and understanding. But the other piece is to shift perception in the moment. So you find yourself polluting your own system with thoughts of anger and resentment, uh, uh, disappointment, anxiety. You can shift if you have the awareness to see the same situation slightly differently. I always compare it to one piece of that to taking the elevator up so you you have a bigger perspective. You see the same situation going on, but now you see more. You see different connections. You see a different span of time. Um, And therefore, your understanding of the situation might be better. And we can also just shift the attention so that we... Somebody upsets us. We hate somebody. We turn on the television, we see the politician we hate, and we get angry and we get upset. The opposite of that isn't, oh, I love that person, because that's artificial. That's not real. You can't just pretend to love somebody you really hate or resent. Uh, You can't love somebody you think is doing harmful things. 
But you can shift it to say, instead of I'm angry, to there's a lot of anger coming up in me. What can I do with that? How can I direct that? Or um, I'm, I'm really, instead of, oh, I'm anxious and worried, it's mm, there's a lot of anxiety and fear coming up in this situation. What can I do to change it? Yeah. And that's a shift that's a shift of mindset that makes you less of a victim and it, it and it chan it can be easily channeled into something you know that can make a difference in your life instead of just welling in it and letting the uh negative energy uh spread its toxins throughout your system. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It reminds me, I have a friend who says, stay curious. Like in all situations, just stay curious because we don't yeah. really know, you know, why people are doing what they're doing or whatever. Or even if it's about your own response to a person, like you're saying, like, I feel anxious. I feel mad. Just stay curious about that. What is that? What's behind that for you? But I have a hard time balancing processing through my emotions to get those out of my body. And then this thing that you're talking about, the staying curious piece of that. Do you have any recommendations for balancing those two? Yeah, I don't see any reason you can't do both. And um, uh, if I were still writing my book, I'd steal your friend's uh, <laughs> uh, suggestion. I, I, my version of that was to create, to change, turn everything into a learning experience. Yeah. 
and that you know staying curious is a way of doing that what 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 is there to learn about myself about the world about the other person mm. in this situation and by making it a learning experience making it part of your curriculum you shift the mental energy and it also probably changes the brain chemistry mm-hmm. so that it's less toxic and what you said getting you know rid of the emotions yes sometimes we're so riled up and there's so much going on you know emotionally that we need to do something physical so you know you maybe if for some people just getting on the floor and doing a series of yoga practices would do maybe you need something more vigorous so you you know if you're a runner you go run if you're a walker you take a brisk walk in in some peaceful place um, if you're a you know athlete, you go play some ball or whatever it is. And if you're really upset and crazy, go someplace quiet where no one will hear you, and beat up a pillow. <laughs> I was just Pound about on to your say couch, that. <laughs> expel it. Get it yeah, out. Yeah. Scream and holler if you have to, but you know, get it out. And that you'll have that catharsis, you'll have that, uh, you know, sort of, you'll, you'll purge mm-hmm. the, you know, system of some of that energy, and then you'll be able to pro- more properly evaluate it and take the next step. Yeah, I like that. Because a lot of times for me, until I beat the pillow, I can't get curious about why I'm so mad about something, you know, it just, I, yeah. my, my brain can't go there quite yet. Because the way that my head works is I'll I'll just case build it's just constant like well then there was this and that and that and that and it doesn't do me I'm not curious at all about what I have to learn about the situation no, because your mind your mind is clouded exactly. by all the toxic emotion exactly and getting rid of it and so you know I had to acknowledge that in the book people think oh spiritual practice it's all about just meditation and mm-hmm. mindfulness and prayer and being calm well you know, sometimes shouting from the rooftops is a spiritual practice. And, you know, there's precedent for that in all the spiritual traditions. You know, if your listeners are familiar with the Bible, <laughs> there's plenty of, you know, prophets raging. Yeah. You know, raging at the world, raging at God, raging at the kings, you know, and that's not an unspiritual place to be. You know, sometimes, you know, you there's something to be said for, you know, letting it out. Uh, and that, it's not necessarily, you know, non-spiritual. Well, right. When I think spiritual, I think of peaceful and just the meditation type stuff they were talking about. But I like that, that any sort of that can be a spiritual practice as well. Um, I wanna... if, you, if you hold it in that way yeah. than it is. And there's also, you know, the spirituality of uh, seeking justice and speaking out. I mean, Gandhi and Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela, these were, you know, deeply spiritual people, but they took a stand. Yeah. And they, you know. I want to talk about just the importance of relationships to our spiritual practice, because I don't think that I thought about that until I, until I read your book. And um, it is interesting because spirituality is such an individual thing. And you, you actually say 
on the spiritual path, we are alone and we can't do it alone, which I found to be super, uh, that just, it hit me so hard because when I think about my growth spiritually, I mean, it's obviously a very individual thing and ultimately it's between you and whatever your higher power or universe or whatever God you want to call it. But I have grown the most spiritually with others or in relationship. Yeah. So can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, and and you nailed the paradox or you know when you quoted me on that because you know spirituality is a deeply individual thing and you know we're all on our own paths. Every path, everybody's path is different and we all have our own curriculum as I say, you know. Is spiritual pra- uh, spiritual practice uh, the spiritual path is independent study. So you you have your own curriculum, but at the same time, we need teachers. We need people mm-hmm. who know things we don't. We need spiritual companions, people to share these things with, uh, people to learn from, people to help because we learn when we also share and help mm-hmm. others. And, and we might, in many cases, need spiritual community, uh, whether you know, you're part of a congregation or you, you're just people you, you hang out with at the meditation center or the yoga studio or whatever it is. Some form of community uh, is very helpful on the path. Um, these are all part of it, plus relationships, Intimate relationships, family relationships, friendships, uh, community, the neighbors, all of these things uh, put our spirituality to the test. They call upon us to be kind, to be compassionate, to be understanding, uh, to be uh, generous. And those are spiritual acts in themselves, and they're barometers of our own progress. Plus, the love and compassion we receive helps us spiritually, because mm-hmm. we exist. We're not living in caves. We exist in, you know, in, within relationship. And for many, many people, the presence of the divine, however you choose to see it is often brought out in the most immediate ways in these loving relationships there's nothing more devotional than the love of a parent for to care for a child there's nothing more selfless than the acts of uh, generosity and care and concern we give to our loved ones and so that's why I have a practice, uh, a whole chapter on relationships. Mm-hmm. And I also bring out the pitfalls of being in a spiritual community, of having spiritual teachers and who to trust. And, you know, uh, spiritual communities can be uh, perilous in many ways mm-hmm. because, they, you know, things are expected of you or you may have to uh, put up with people you don't necessarily approve of, or you may be disillusioned. There's many, many pitfalls, but they're worth uh, contemplating and being aware of and being part of. And one of the things I, I talk about is forming your own you know, spiritual support group. 
to talk about your practices and your experiences. Maybe, you know, read uh, books together that uh, feed your, uh, in your knowledge base and your souls. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, being in community, being in relationship is in many ways a spiritual practice of its own. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Well, and that kind of goes back to finding what works for you as well, because I think for every different person, it, you know, the group that you find or the relationships that work for you spiritually um, are different. So it's not like you can map out what that would look like for any one person. No, there's no one size fits all in any of this stuff that I write about. It's, it's one thing I've learned very clearly over the years is everybody's path is different and the, you know, practices that work for one person might be, you know, peripheral or, you know, not effective for somebody else. And, you know, everybody's relationship to their spiritual companions, to religious and spiritual institutions, they're all different. And self-awareness, self-inquiry, and being true to yourself is terribly important in all of this. Yes, I agree. The book is called Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times. It's out now. Um, Phil, where else can people find you? I know you have the Spirit Matters podcast as well, right? Yes, I have a podcast, a free podcast that I co-host called Spirit Matters. Um, You can find it online or subscribe. Go to spiritmatterstalk.com or subscribe to it. There's an archive of couple of hundred great interviews with uh, spiritual teachers um, and my uh, website is uh, philipgoldberg.com that has a you know bunch of stuff that I try to keep current <laughs> <laughs> interviews interviews and links and courses you know stuff about my books and the upcoming uh, 
nowadays i was i was about to say lectures and workshops right. but they're all online they're all online nowadays um so yeah those are the ways and if anybody wants to uh connect with me they can do it through the website and if they want you know if they buy the new book and um want that a recorded meditation there's instructions on the site wonderful i mean obviously these are crazy times right now so i do highly recommend the book if you're feeling just a little um like you need a little extra boost i feel like you give a lot of good tips and different ideas it's not just about meditation that's one piece of it that we talked about but there's a lot of other really great tips and just different mentalities that i think would be really helpful now but also like you said in the book, I mean, these practices, they really can last a lifetime and they're not specific to just what's happening right now in this crazy time. Thank you. You're absolutely right. You know, if I were writing a book called Spiritual Practice for Good Times, it would <laughs> it would include a lot of the same thing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you being here and having this conversation with me. You guys go out and get the book, Spiritual Practice for Crazy Times. I'm going to put the link in the bio to this podcast. Um, I highly recommend it. And again, thank you for being here. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Kelly. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.